Hi, it's Janice here and today I want to talk about keeping things, especially teaching, easy. The question is this, how do music teachers like you and me find ideas, resources and the energy for teaching? How do we teach in such a way that inspires our students and inspires ourselves on keeping on going day after day? That's the question and in this podcast we give you the answers. My name is Janice Tuck and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So good morning, good afternoon, or wherever you happen to be listening to this today. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying your teaching as we head into March already. Who would expect (laughs) it's come around so quickly? So I was standing around with another parent this week, and while we were waiting for our daughters to finish their activities, this parent turned to me and said, Janice, how do you deal with a school shop? I thought you might know what to do. Is it best to use the school website, or do you do the online shopping, or do you use a booking form? And the list at the time seemed to go on. It was endless. So in that moment, I was actually quite stunned. I mean, how can this parent, who I completely respect and be inspired by even, seem to have everything in their life in control and be, how can they be worried about the school shop? How's that possible? So then I thought to myself, I used to panic about going to the school shop before school started. I didn't like going there much especially before the beginning of the term at the beginning of the year when they were so busy and the people working there were very stressed and it's really hard to keep up in a happy place and keep your children in a happy place as well, having that positive first school experience and being there. And I remember working in places like the school shop where I was stressed myself the week before school started because you've got such a large proportion of children and their families needing everything that week for school in that one week. There's new children, there's new families, there's families who have been there for a while. And when I needed to give a good answer to this parent, well, I was actually completely dumbfounded and I was actually caught totally off guard. So when I was asked this question, I was immediately stressed because I didn't feel that I could voice my opinion. And the time, at the time, I told this parent that I couldn't give them an answer. But on the inside, I felt a little bit embarrassed because my strategy was actually so simple. And that's the reason why I didn't feel I could help at the time. Why? Because working this out for me was nothing to do with using the right app or the right technology or the right booking technique. And it had nothing to do with any technology, although I suppose the technology can be useful as a help. It can help get the the parents through the shop quicker. But it doesn't often work in this setting because other parents come in anyway and you still have a shop full of People, regardless of whether you've booked or not, and there's only one or two people working there. So the answer for me in getting through all of this was to have a successful time at the school shop was two things. Number one, to understand where people in the shop were at, where they, you know, what they were feeling and realizing at the time. It's a stressful situation to clothe and look after too many children and their families and therefore give them what they need. So they, they can't often do their job very quickly surfacing other families so I thought I had to understand where they were really sitting with this and what they're really needing to get through each family quickly and the second answer for me was giving them a simple list you know something I could write down only the things we needed one or two or three things no more and then we decided as a family not to change our minds when we were in the shop to give them a list that they could run around and fulfill our needs quickly so they could get on to the next customer quickly And then I was speaking to one of my mentors the other day and they said, Janice, 
What if everything was as simple as creating a short, succinct list? What if you could just get anything you wanted by making a list because you find that easy? You know, and and so that others then could do the things that they need to do quickly. What if you could apply this to your life in all areas and not just in the school shop? So then I started thinking, you know, what if everything I wanted in my whole life was as simple as making a list? If you think about it, that's what we already do in teaching in so many ways, isn't it? We make lists. We take the broad content standards and explanations and a list of areas that cover those standards. Then we make a list of activities based on the best practices that fit together. And that's how we form our lessons. But then sometimes you can look at a list and you can feel completely overwhelmed, can't you? Because it's so long. Like with teaching, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed with having such a large list of lesson ideas. You know, sometimes you can have up to 10 or more ideas in a lesson just to keep the kids moving around, to cover each area of the curriculum properly, and to make sure there's some variety in the lesson. And that's where keeping things simple is really important. And saying to yourself things like, this is a could-do list instead of a have-to-do list. Because remember when you're making any list, it has to be simple with one, two, three things done well at first before you build on more to reduce all of that overwhelm we can have. And, you know, even that fear in opening that list up at all. So that's what I'm trying this week, thanks to that other parent I talked to the other day. I'm making simple lists up for every area of my life that work because I know that lists work for me. Because for me, that strategy with the school shop was making that list and that was so easy for me. And the strategy I use for making curriculum programs is making lists. The strategy for making new curriculum programs is making a group of lists. The strategy I have to have an effective meeting is making an effective list. And now I make these lists. And I know that effective and simple lists work because I work with teachers every day who use these lists we create. And we've done that for 15 years now. Who would believe? And so now I'm going to use this strategy that works for me and has worked for me for many years, making this list in lots of areas, and I'm going to apply it to other areas of my life too. So like in health, what were three simple things in a list that I could just do every day and then I could get the result that I wanted? Or what, what are a few things I could do every day that could get me closer to making a new resource or a new product? Or what would be a few things to do every day that give me total abundance and happiness in my whole life? I mean, can you think of some? And what I found fascinating about this is what I find easy, like making lists, other people find hard. And what I found hard before, others find it easy. So what if everything could become easy for everyone just by making a simple list? Anyway, that's something I'm working on this week. Traditionally, I've had some things in my life that are hard. But for me, list building has been my strategy to make hard things into easy things. So I can change something hard into something easy by using something that works for me in other areas and apply it to that area that I used to once label hard. So for me, making a simple list is easy. So I can make a hard thing easy by making a list. So now, what's it for you? What's a hard area for you in your life? Is it going to be the school shop? Having conversations with parents? Is it finding abundance and happiness? When, especially when you're busy? Is it finance? And what's something you can do 
a simple strategy that you've used in the past that works for you that makes it easy. Because when you say to yourself, when something's going to be easy, well, guess what it's going to be? <laughs> easy, of course. So I guess this is a really a lesson. It's in a lesson in language. It's a lesson in the way we think, our beliefs, and the way we do things, our action. Because it's what we say to ourselves, which becomes our beliefs, and our beliefs are our thoughts, which turn into things. And because our thoughts are linked to emotions, and they do matter, because that indicates what actions we're going to take in that area, and therefore the excitement we're going to have about that area. So that's what I'm learning about this week. I hope it can be useful for you too. And just have a think this week, what's that area you call hard for you right now? And then what's that simple strategy that you can use? One that's already worked for you and apply it to that area. Anyway, let me know what you think. That's what I'm applying this week. I'd love to know what you think on Fun Music Co. and Twitter, or you can catch me on Facebook this month. I'm also starting out on Instagram soon. So start trying this and see what happens for you too. And I'll look forward to chatting with you again next week on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. It helps us spread the word. Also, you can head over to funmusicco.com forward slash weekly teaching ideas where you can join our mailing list and get free access to hundreds of fun music teaching ideas and resources for the classroom. So make sure you're subscribed and don't miss an episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers.